The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, all right. Second hour, and uh, there is a breathless, breathless reporting on the news channels right now, there, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled on Donald Trump's travel ban. This is 2.0. Because remember, the first one got rejected. They kind of refit it, reworked it, and resubmitted it, and it went to the Ninth Circuit Court. But here's, again, you want examples of where government may waste money? Right here. This this argument is already going to the Supreme Court. We don't need the Ninth Circuit or the Fourth Circuit or any of the circuits. Just short circuit the damn thing. <clears throat> and the Ninth Circuit's a more liberal court anyway, so you know what's going to happen here. Wasting time, wasting time, wasting time. Just stop it. All right, we'll hear this, but maybe that'll help them make their argument to the Supreme Court. There, the, the, um, the ruling just came out, but there's no apparent judgment on what's in there. They're going through the ruling to make sure. Before we went away, I said I have an, another vital question today because I, I felt like we needed two vital questions today. The first one's on my Twitter account as we speak, and I'll put this one up too as we discuss it. Do we need a 51st state in the union? Better yet, um, could we could we cut some states loose? <laughs> oh man, I after after dealing with some of the junk in Delaware this weekend and reading in full what was proposed last week by the the Delaware State Assembly. The state Senate passed a resolution, state, Senate Concurrent Resolution 27 in the state of Delaware, which would declare August 4th as Barack Obama Day in Delaware. This, this would not be a holiday, of course. No, not yet. Not until they, they wrap their heads around it. 
and say, you know, we could squeeze in another holiday. This is such a waste of time. We have we have solved every problem in the state, I guess. The opioid abuse problem that Delaware has, the um, the gun problem that Delaware has. There are lots of illegal guns in the street and the cops aren't taking them up. <clears throat> but they they have passed a resolution in the Senate. It now heads to the state house to declare August 4th as Barack Obama Day in the state of Delaware. So you guys go ahead. Now that you've fixed everything, take care of this. And once this is done, I, I would love to move out. Can't move too far away, though. Moving, moving to uh, New Jersey is not an option. That's a state that won't let me have my Second Amendment rights. It's a state with very high taxes. Moving to Maryland, what a nightmare. Virginia, no thank you. Pennsylvania might be doable, but gosh, there are parts of Pennsylvania that, uh, Philadelphia, they're bluer than Delaware. But, but what about, so uh, enough about cutting states out. There was a, a referendum in Puerto Rico over the weekend that said, you know, what do you think? You want to become a, a state? Would you like to join the United States of America? And the first time I hear this being bandied about, my thoughts are immediately, wait a minute, do we get a say in this? Are we allowed? Uh, excuse me, is it our choice here as Americans? Do we get to have any say in this? And yes, we do. It's a non-binding referendum, first of all, and Puerto Rico is a United States territory, which means the people of Puerto Rico have some participation in our government. They... Um, they don't pay federal income taxes unless unless they earn that money while in the 50 states. So if you spend time in America and you're, you're singing or performing or writing or doing whatever, and you're in the 50 United States and you make some money, you're expected to pay taxes on that. And there are Puerto Ricans who volunteer to serve in our military. And I have great friends who are Puerto Ricans who are some of the most wonderful people in the world. And about half of them want to be the 51st state, and about half of them don't want to be the 51st state. Now, yesterday, it was like 97% saying, yes, please. But only 23% voter turnout. So I'm sorry, that's not really a, a decent gauge. But Congress has the final say. Congress would decide whether or not we, uh, we offer Puerto Rico a shot at statehood. That does mean we'd have to add a star to the flag. And thankfully, 51 is not a prime number. So we can have three rows of 17 or any number of new designs. One thing's for sure, it'll create a new market for flags. I'll bet you somewhere in China there's a flag factory that's already working on new flags. But where do you guys stand on this? Do, how do you feel about Puerto Rico becoming a state? 888 I would love to know. I would love to know what some of my, my friends out there would think about Puerto Rico becoming 
the 51st state. Now, the, the referendum they had, the lowest participation of any Puerto Rican referendum since 1967. So it's not like this is on the top of the list. But they did this because of the 100th anniversary of the United States granting citizenship to Puerto Ricans. They can vote in the primaries, but they can't vote in the presidential elections. So Puerto Rico, I I wonder if Puerto Rico's hoping to become a 51st state because of the of the problems they're having economically lately. They have some pretty substantial problems. 3.4 million people on the island has um, has a 12% unemployment rate. Compare that to the American unemployment rate of 4.3%. That's a pretty big hit. They They're trying to pay their way out of the debt that they have, which is pretty massive compared to the size of the, the place they are. They have had uh, higher utility bills, higher taxes. Food is 22% more expensive than here in, in the United States. And generally, public services are more expensive as well. Now, if you're for it, they say that, that you're you know, just trying to strengthen the nation. And there are people who are against statehood who are worried about losing the cultural identity of Puerto Rico. Again, the people I know are pretty much split right down the middle. Right down the middle. But they say um, Carlos Delgado, the secretary of the opposition of uh, Popular Democratic Party, told the Associated Press, the cost of statehood on the pocketbook of every citizen, every business, every industry will be devastating. Whatever we might receive in additional federal funds will be canceled by the amount of taxes the island will have to pay. So just think about it. They're going to learn the lesson that many big city residents have learned, many people in states that have city, state, and uh, city, state, and federal taxes. So for all those years, Puerto Rico, that you wanted to become a state, the minute you do, you suddenly have to pay federal income tax. I just don't know if people have thought about that. So where do you stand? Puerto Rico, statehood. Yes or no? Is it time? Is it time to do it? They've they've been having these referendums off and on over the years. The last time was in 2012, and 54% said they wanted to become a state. 61, well, 54% said we would like to change our relationship with the United States. They didn't exactly come out and say, We want to become a state. But of those, the 61% answered a second question saying they favored statehood. But a bunch of people left that question blank. So they want to know, do you want to change our relationship with America from being a territory to being something else? Maybe just being BFFs? That would take a lot of, uh, I think, federal money out of Puerto Rico. We'll see. There there are social programs that currently are not accessible to people who are uh, in Puerto Rico. 
But if they become a 51st state, then suddenly it opens up myriad social programs and support for the for the Puerto Rican people that currently does not exist. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Last summer, Congress passed and uh, Obama signed a law that helped Puerto Rico with its fiscal crisis. It basically allowed Puerto Rico to to take on bankruptcy because it had a bunch of debt and it had this oversight board charged with carrying out a financial overhaul of the island. I don't trust any financial overhaul established by Democrats. It's just going to end badly. You know, politicians generally don't handle money well, but if it's, if it's led by Democrats to begin with, I think it's a going bound and determined to be a big mess. So if you want to weigh in, I'm going to post a, uh, a vital question on this. Where do you stand on Puerto Rico? Do we need a 51st state? Three rows of 17 on the stars. Is that the way to go? I'll put it up on Twitter. You can call in as well. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Answer the question. Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I did just post a vital question. Puerto Rico's referendum says the island wants to become America's 51st state. What say you? And uh, there should be a poll up attached to it. Although it looks like the the poll didn't take. Nah, come on now. Come on, Twitter. Maybe we'll see it. Uh, I'll see if we can uh, maybe repost it. But I'm trying to figure out where we are in this. Is it Mark in uh, South Carolina, Savannah, or Savannah, Georgia? Savannah, welcome to the program, sir. Steve in Savannah. Sorry, got... Hey, how you doing? I'm sorry I'm butchering your name and your location all in one call. It's remarkable. Hey, it's all right. It happens. Um I don't see what's uh, what's more American than a 23% voter turnout. So let them in. Oh, that, you know what? That's a really good point. That, that's that's uh, an excellent point. It seems kind of high, actually. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, that that's the way I feel on it, at least. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't see much of an issue with Puerto Rico becoming a state. Yeah, they're already a territory, and I've known uh, just off off one hand the or several Puerto Rican. Uh, service members, because I live right next to Fort Stewart, Georgia. Now, uh, we have a what lot town of is, What town is that near? What's the biggest town near Fort Stewart? 
Fort Stewart's just right outside of Hinesville, but the biggest one uh, is Savannah. Okay, I think I know where you, and that's about 45 minutes away, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to that town. You guys have a lot of pawn shops and churches. Uh, we have a lot of pawn shops, churches, and divorce lawyers as well. $100 divorce <laughs> lawyers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I believe it or not, we used to be part of a, a uh, dog rescue group that worked out of that town. And it was called the Underhound Railroad. And we would, because of uh, the, the fort that you're talking about, a lot of guys, men and women, would get deployed and they would leave their animals. And we'd, yes, once that, a month, take that, about 100 of them north and uh, relocate them. And we're grateful for it, too, because even, even though you do that, there's still plenty left. They, I mean, they're all, or as soon as you leave, there's more dogs coming right back in. Yeah, there it, it, it was, uh, and and you got heat down there too. We had some real hot days down there. Yikes! Yeah, I'm but driving you, a I'm driving a truck around with no air conditioning right now. So tell me about it. <laughs> oh no, no. But I'll tell you, uh, Savannah, one of the favorite towns that we visited, not just for the the history and the beauty, but the food was ridiculously good. I, I've had some of the oh. best memories of meals we had in Savannah, so we might have to come back. But uh, so, but seriously, where would you stand on this? Yes, no, what do you think? Is it a good idea, bad idea? Uh, absolutely, yes, let them in. I think it's a great idea, and uh, even with Puerto Rico's numbers on unemployment and whatever, we have far worse issues in, in the country to worry about than their minuscule unemployment rate yeah and it is it's it's like one one chicago-sized town in terms of population chicago land is about three million and so that's about the same thing and and maybe being part of uh officially part of the united states maybe that perks up travel maybe that helps out so who knows i I I know i'd be willing to travel there more than i am right now you would be? Yeah, with, with it being a state, that means, uh, of course, since it's already a territory, I believe that it would be easier to travel there with it being full statehood instead of just a territory. That's a good point. And you might be able to do it just with a driver's license, not need a passport, etc. And I think it might be better. I wonder if it'd be better for the travel companies. We'll, we'll ask and see if we can figure things out. I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, for listening to this program, even on days when you're in a truck with no air conditioning. Yikes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wow. So if you want to weigh in, uh, 888-900-3393. I did post a, uh, a vital question with a poll, and I don't know if it's me or if it's Twitter, but it seemed like things were not exactly showing up. Uh, before the break, we were talking about we were talking briefly about uh, the fact that that uh, Donald Trump's travel ban was just ruled on by the Ninth Circuit Court. What what a shock. They said no. <laughs> no way. It's it's headed to the Supreme Court. And that's really the the only way we can we can get into this is if the Supreme Court jumps on it and and issues that ban. And Donald Trump is the guy saying, hey. Uh, we we really need it. It would have uh, made a big difference if uh, if this kind of a ban had been in place in in Europe. I don't know about that. We'll have to see.
here's a quick update from the earlier vital question of the day. If there are tapes, uh, currently uh, we jumped. We had a massive jump in voting from about 100 votes to almost 500 votes in the last half hour. Uh, 23% of you say, yes, there are tapes. 64% say no, and 13% cannot decide. So uh, we'll know when the president decides to tell us, right? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Uh, Michael Pelka, I am stepping aside here in just a second. A half an hour from now, we are going to talk with our friend, uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick. She wanted to weigh in on a couple of things, one of which is the Cosby case. Because the defense in the Cosby trial rested today after just one witness. I'd like to know what that means. I don't, I don't fully understand it, but I would like to know what that means. And if you thought the Delaware move to make Barack Obama day uh, was the biggest waste of government time you've heard about this week. Oh, there's a one that's even worse and dumber. And I'll share it with you next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. I'm a little worried about Chris Salcedo. I know he just had his little promo on there. Um, you know, he was away last week, and I, I wrote him to say, hey, welcome back. Missed you, buddy, because I was in Dallas, and it would have been nice to see him. You know, we like to, like to kind of give each other a hard time, you know, because he loves my impressions. He loves when I do impressions. I think it's his favorite thing about this show. But I didn't even get to see him, not in person. And I haven't heard from him. And I think Shamont called him on the phone and he hasn't answered his phone. So I'm wondering. I hope he's okay. We're worried about you, Chris. Check in, buddy. Anyway, just um, I'm just saying we're just trying to be careful. I know what you're thinking. I'm surprised Mike's here. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm here today, too, because one winning ticket was sold in the the Powerball, and it was in California. A tiny California liquor store sold the one winning ticket for Saturday's Powerball. The, uh, The winner has not come forward yet. 400... $47 million. (laughs) One ticket. Tenth largest lottery prize in American history. Now, here's the good thing. California is one of those states that when you sell the winning lottery ticket, you get a nice bonus. They get a million-dollar bonus. So this little Marietta Liquor and Deli in Menifee, California, They are getting a $1 million retailer bonus. Wow. 
The people that run the store were talking to uh, the Associated Press or the Washington Post, one of those, and said, this will be very helpful. Uh, My dad has been diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis, and starting out the year, it seemed like it was going to be the worst year in the world. Now, six months later, our store hit the Powerball. So they get a million-dollar bonus for selling. There's one of the states, I think it was Maryland, in the last, uh, the last big Powerball winner it was pretty close here to Delaware. But the, the gas station, it was at Cumberland Farms. I think they get $10,000. It's a little difference between the million dollars and the 10000 That seems a little cheap. Lottery's making money, so cut it out. Uh, now, I mentioned that, that there was a, a more government waste and a gigantic example of... What a waste. When we think about our money, our money being spent in Washington, it, it's hard not to get angry. But when we hire people and send them to do the job, and then when we send them to D.C. And, and they do stupid stuff, I think we ought to be able to recall them. I think that should be one of those deals. If you're, if you're doing dumb stuff, you probably should be allowed to be recalled. And there, maybe there should be two or three things that we could be able to point to and say, okay, this is dumb stuff. In, in the state of Illinois, a former Cook County commissioner has been elected to Congress. His name is Mike Quigley. And uh, it looks like he represents in my, the, the district where the Chicago White Sox ballpark is headquartered. So, you know, I kind of get nervous because that's my baseball team of choice. So he's he's there. But, you know, it's it's rare that you get a Republican representing that part of the world, because let's face it, Chicago and Mike Quigley. Mike Quigley's a guy who uh, just came up with a, a new a new bit of legislation that, that he's trying to push through. And, and I think this one makes the Delaware idea of creating a, um, a holiday for Barack Obama's birthday. Uh, just this, this overshadows that. Quigley introduced the Kofefe Act today. Co-founder, co-chair of the Congressional Transparency Caucus has uh, introduced the communications over various feeds electronically for engagement or COFEFE Act. So he actually came up with an acronym. That takes a little bit of time to do. Under, under the press release that they sent out under that heading, This bill codifies vital guidance from the National Archives by amending the Presidential Records Act to include the term social media as a documentary material, ensuring additional preservation of presidential communication and statements while promoting government accountability and transparency. Um, Do we really need the COFEFE Act? Quigley... Quigley's a Democrat, no shock. He's a guy who, who wants, uh, he, he put another bill together earlier this year. 
the Making Access Records Available to Lead American Government Openness, or the Mar-a-Lago Bill? Do we get the sense this guy's a little obsessed with Trump? Now, you would imagine the tweets would become part of a presidential record. And why not? They are considered to be official statements by the president of the United States. But do we really need to rewrite law to write laws and push them through to make this happen? Apparently, Mr. Quigley thinks so. You know, Wendy, Wendy Patrick, who will be joining us in about a half an hour, has often said that the law has to catch up with technology because technology moves so fast. That may be the case here. But can't you just amend the current presidential uh, preservation, presidential records preservation act instead of creating an all new one? Again, this is how government just creates business and jobs for itself. It's not improving anything. Kofefe Act. Killing me. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this guy. Uh, I also mentioned that um, I'm getting a little tired of people who are dumbing down or making us a more crass society. I'm, I'm really getting tired of it. And this one surprised me. I mentioned this late Friday as I was wrapping up the Glenn Beck program. One of the two senators from the state of New York is someone um, I've had conversations with. I, and you know what? In, in reality, I've, I've had conversations with both of New York senators, Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand. But Kirsten Gillibrand last week, I think, stepped over the line. And she's, she's used some pretty rough language in the past, and I just don't know what the reason is. But she was speaking to a progressive group. And when talking about the president, she was discussing whether or not the president has kept his promises and then talking about what what Democrats should do and what Democrats as a party should do if if they can't really get anything done in Washington. And I just don't understand why this all has to be so, well, let's say crass. Has, Has he kept any of these promises no (laughs) no um instead and she gets a round of applause and somebody said well it is new york city and they are more than likely college students at this progressive uh policy event on a college campus so is she just playing to her audience in the hour and a half we sat together and talked i didn't hear her curse once Maybe we're going to change her name to Cursing Gillibrand. She's Senator Cursing Gillibrand. She continues. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're not. Um, I understand this is a younger audience. It's okay. And even though we as Democrats are on the right side of almost all issues, many hardworking families just haven't felt that we've been fighting for them. Fundamentally, if we are not helping people, we should go the f- Fundamentally, if we are not helping people, we should go the home. Ladies and gentlemen, the classy party, the Democratic Party, home of Senator Cursing Gillibrand. Seriously, not necessary. 
Remember what Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Well, Senator, you're doing it wrong. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, if you asked me, if you offered me $10,000 to name the Secretary of Labor in the Trump administration, I would not know it. But uh, Alexander Acosta is holding a White House press briefing right now uh, because the president's announcing a, a new initiative trying to get people into apprenticeships, if you will. And yes, of course, during the televised cabinet meeting, President Trump emphasized the word apprentice and said what a great word it was. Uh, I think he does know what he's doing. I think pretty much everything. He's trolling the left and, and quietly, hopefully quietly getting things done. There's a, a little bit more weird news. Top of the hour, we're going to be talking with our friend, uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick, about the latest news from the Cosby trial, which I thought was kind of surprising, and maybe what to expect in the Jeff Sessions testimony tomorrow in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee. But there are a couple other uh, weird news stories. The federal government operates a women's jail in Chicago. And they have a problem with strip shows. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. You have strip shows going on in a women's prison? This sounds like a movie Jeffy would be directing. I know. But it's not. For years, people have been going to the top floor of a parking garage that's right across from the Metropolitan Corrections Center. And uh, putting on strip shows for the the women behind bars. And they apparently, they know about this and they flick the lights in their cell to show their appreciation. A representative for the Bureau of Prisons says, there's nothing we can do about it because A, it's not on our property and we have no authority to remove those people. The company that owns the parking garage when contacted, said, we don't know anything about this. You want to bet there's a little extra attention to the extracurricular activity shows this week? And this one I don't understand. This one raises all kinds of comments and all kinds of red flags. Uh, First responders in China were called to a facility where a woman had gotten her foot stuck in a toilet. You heard me correctly. There's a woman in China who got her foot stuck in a toilet. It took them six hours to free the woman. Six hours to get her foot out of the toilet. She was uninjured, by the way. And the first question I want to ask is, what were you doing that you got your foot stuck in the toilet? I mean, seriously. What was going on? What was happening? 
You got your foot stuck in the toilet? And why did it take six hours to get it out? I don't know what they were doing. Something funny. Some, there was some kind of funny business going on. Maybe. Uh, when we get back from uh, the break, oh, I might even have time to do this. Mika Brzezinski is um, going after both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. You know, she declared Trump crazy. I think, I think we played that clip for you last week. But today, today she went after Hillary pretty hard. Off the book. It's not your answers. It's Hillary's answer and the Democrats answer to what the message is. It goes on forever. There isn't one. And that was the problem all the way up until election. You know, it's funny. Mika Casey threw out the campaigns. Mika even ridiculed Hillary's campaign uh, slogans because they were so blah. I'm with her. Stronger together. What does that mean? Stronger together. What does that mean? Tell me what it means. What does it mean? And who is the face? Americans, they vote for people. For president, for who we got. Who carries these ideas for the Democrats? So they're slamming Hillary. And at the same time, Mika is saying Donald Trump is like a five-year-old when they were talking about the tapes. About the tapes. There are no tapes. There are no tapes. So that... This is more like, next on The Apprentice, are there tapes? Mm, I don't know. It, or it, no tapes? I think it might be. We'll be right back with the is answer. Is it a guy? And then you come back from the break and it's like, are there tapes? We'll let you know I, next week I, I just on wonder, The Apprentice. I, Mika did say Trump was like a five-year-old. President Trump once again hinted at the possible existence of taped conversations with former FDI, FBI Director James So, so do you think there, are there, does anybody here think they're taped? No, I think he's dangling this out. You know, like this an, is crazy. Oh, you know God. what this reminds me of? I'm not this gonna reminds get me of the Beatles. Personal, so, so, or over the top. So the Beatles. I'm just not, because it's totally boring. Okay, but hold It's on. like dealing with a five-year-old. I got a story And if you, you react to a five-year-old, <laughs> they get worse. I got a story for so you. So instead, I'm just going to say, yes, he's lying about tape. Ooh, Mika says he's lying about tapes, even though he said nothing concrete about the tapes. Dr. Wendy joins us next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.